I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. And if you're in no contact, focused on personal growth, my workbook series, The Knowledge, will help you make changes like you've never made before. Available now at AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And today we're gonna to be talking about the psychology behind toxic attractions. Well, you may be looking at your relationships and seeing a pattern of toxic people. Mm -hmm. And today, Margaret's got some interesting insight into why that is. And to why that happens. Now, this is an article, I apologize to her in advance for mispronouncing her name as badly as I'm going to. Mm -hmm. um, Annie Tanasugarn is what it looks like, PhD. And this article was published on May 20th of 2021. Don't say I don't keep you updated, okay? Mm -hmm. Anyway, I was extremely impressed with this article. I thought it was brilliant. And I was fascinated with her training. She apparently has um, serious credentials in behavior um, what, what do I want to say? Behavior analysis. analysis. Yeah, behavior mm -hmm. analysis. And I can tell you from this article, she knows a whole lot more than that in other realms. Sounds to me like she has substance abuse experience and I would guess mental health. So I was interested in her and I was interested in this article. Yeah, typically so, behavior analysis doesn't revolve. No, yeah. it really doesn't. And you, you did behavior analysis mm -hmm. at some point in your career. Yes, but when I first started, before I had my master's degree, I did yeah. it for about four years. Yep. Anyway, says Annie, stable, stable people have their lives together. We can set our watch by their predictability. Up by 6 a.m., home by 6 p.m., check-in text by 1 p.m., asleep by 9.30 p.m. The cycle is wash, rinse, and repeat. It's wonderfully stable, but seems kind of boring. Okay? Mm -hmm. um, so if unstable people are so toxic, why are we attracted to them? Okay? There's a short answer because they're not boring. Certainly, personality traits give off, the, give off that moody, tragic, or misguided vibe mixed with a dash of humor and impulsivity, and we find it irresistible. I thought that was a brilliant description of sort of the, the attractive man or woman mm -hmm. who part of you wants to rescue and part of you thinks is going to be lots of fun, okay? Mm -hmm. um, and I just thought it's written kind of like a recipe. And if we're being honest, this kind of personality can be addictive. It is definitely not boring. Women who like bad boys and men who like acting out borderline women, okay, mm -hmm. would fall into this general category, mm -hmm. all right? Our job, if we want good relationships, is to pay close attention to the similarities among our partners, okay? It is also extremely important to pay attention to our intuition, our gut, 
because sometimes it tells us that something is wrong mm -hmm. before we intellectually realize that there are red flags. Mm -hmm. And I really like this concept. She's saying if we would stand back and kind of get in touch with our intuition, there might be some warnings, okay, that we get on an emotional level before an intellectual level. Very good advice. Then she quotes Freud, who says, from error to error, one discovers the entire truth. Okay? Now, she did a lot of serious reading to be able to quote that. Do you remember when he said it? I don't. No. I figured you were hanging out with him. Oh, well, I was hanging with him, but um, <laughs> I think it might have been mid-career. Yeah. Uh, before he came over here to Clark. What's happening is you're probably replaying patterns from your past. And she says after that, calling Dr. Freud. Believe it or not, our childhood conditioning and earliest experiences plant the seed for how we engage with the world, how we see ourselves, and how we view our relationships. What was experienced in childhood becomes the foundation for our lives in adulthood. Okay, for example, pay attention to how your caregiver acted or treated you growing up. Mm -hmm. Was your mother only concerned about her own feelings? Was she chasing one relationship after another or seemed to get depressed or violent if she was not in a relationship? Mm. And I have heard that, um, absolutely. Um, was an older brother or your dad emotionally dismissive of your needs or shamed you for having needs? What messages were you learning, whether intentionally taught or vicariously learned? Mm -hmm. Okay. So most of us would probably agree that if toxic was being served as normal in childhood, that it would be the farthest thing from our mind in our adult relationships as something of a warning, okay? Yet here is what patterns of behavior cycles are taught, learned, and mastered. So in other words, if some toxic behavior was normal in your house growing up, it's gonna take it a while to become a red flag for you in adulthood. Yeah. Okay. And many of you are probably repeating that oh, same cycle today. As are all of us in the in the human race. Even if we consciously believe we would never get tangled up with what could bring us misery, unconsciously things often play out differently. Toxic situations will feel comfortable because they're familiar. Mm -hmm. For example, if we were silenced in childhood, we may hold beliefs in adulthood that we aren't worthy of being heard or that we hold no value. If our emotional needs went invalidated early in life, we may become emotionally distant or walk out on our adult relationships when feeling engulfed or vulnerable. And that brings us to our friends, the avoidant folks, doesn't it? Right? that we will end a relationship when we begin to feel smothered, um, engulfed, mm -hmm. or vulnerable. Yeah. We may shut down or push away. We may become angry or volatile when feeling emotionally threatened. Okay. All of these are signs of early trauma. All signs of patterns repeating themselves. Childhood conditioning always affects our adult relationship in one form or another. All right. What we can do, now see, it's not the fault of anybody who comes from childhood with this baggage. It's not anyone's fault. 
But what we can do is to begin noticing how patterns play out from one partner to the next. This may not be an aha at first glance, but if you stay at it, you will figure out patterns. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, for example, if we had a caretaker in childhood who was never around, we may unconsciously attract partners who replay this toxic narrative. We may find ourselves with partners who ignore us, who are unable to give us our emotional needs, yeah. or who abandon the relationship altogether, thus triggering our past pain into the present. Now, when this happens, it's an opportunity and a wish from your unconscious to bring that past pain into the present so that you can deal with it. Does that make sense? It makes sense. Maybe you can explain it a little bit more. I was going to say, more. I think I better say it again. <laughs> this is really the deep end of the pool, okay? Yeah. If you have childhood hurts that you've never been aware of, never thought about, never put words to, never felt the feelings around, okay? You're still carrying those wounds around unhealed, okay? Yeah. If you repeat the pattern that gave you the injury in the first place, okay? It's in a hope that you can finally make it conscious and heal it, okay? So if I was hurt in childhood around someone abandoning me, I could end up with a partner who wants to abandon me, and some part of me is going to say, oh, not this again. And then the unconscious hopes that I'll figure it out and grieve it and dispose of it. It's not easy to do. It's not easy to do, okay? But it's what Freud called the repetition compulsion. It's sort of like we'll keep repeating it till we get it right. Mm -hmm. The secret to getting it right is being aware. Mm -hmm. Not easy stuff, okay? But if you can make it conscious, then you have a shot at fixing not only your current situation, but your past injury. I've seen a lot of people that even after they make it aware, they yeah. still continue it's it. Still difficult. It's still difficult to do. Um, they had a doctor on TV the other day. I, I didn't see the whole show. I only heard her comments. And she said, if you want to heal it, feel it. Made perfect sense to me. All right. Uh, but awareness is the key. If we have experienced a traumatic situation or situations in our childhood, they will often play out in our adult relationships as reminders of what still needs tending to and healing. So she just said what I just said better. Okay? All right? Yep. Is that clear? Yep. All right. The more these patterns play, the more of a call to action it becomes to take stock of our relationship choices, our habits, and our partner's influence. Now, I had a woman I worked with at one point who had married four or five alcoholics, all of whom she tried to rescue. And I think you can figure out what her childhood was like. Of course, dad was alcoholic, and the family made desperate efforts to rescue him by getting him into detox, by covering for him. They tried everything an alcoholic family can do. And that puts it in a kind of a simple context, but it can be more subtle than that. Yep. Right? 
Your father was narcissistic. Yep. So you are drawn to guys that are narcissistic. Absolutely. Yep. And being aware is the only and best weapon we have. But I also like that she mentions our gut is a resource that we can easily forget. If we want to be in a relationship, if it feels in the beginning like it's going well, your gut will probably give you some warnings that there's more here than meets the eye. Okay? you mm -hmm. got to listen. Pay attention to your dreams. Let your thoughts drift every once in a while so that you can get messages from inside if you need to. All right? The bottom line is if emotional pain was familiar in childhood, it becomes comfortable in adulthood. Isn't that bizarre? Isn't it? Isn't it? It really is. Uh, and I wish I didn't believe it's true. However, 40 years of this tells me it's absolutely true. Mm -hmm. Okay? And, you know, that's the bottom line. If emotional pain was familiar in childhood, it becomes comfortable in adulthood. But you can beat it with awareness. Okay? So I will leave you with that profound thought to ponder. Interesting stuff. Heavy, heavy, deep end of the pool, like we said. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you only like men or women who are left-handed and have flat feet, you start right there. Okay? That there's something familiar. It takes real work. To, real heavy-duty work. Not only do you have to become aware of it, but then you have to say, I'm not choosing that again. I'm going to choose something that feels uncomfortable for me. Right. That is different from my usual pattern. And well put, Craig. And the rub there is that the familiar is always easier to accept than the different. Yeah. I had a woman say to me not all that long ago, you're telling me to change my taste in men. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because the taste that you were just able to describe to me over several years isn't working for you. Okay? Yeah. So, yes, try something different is the, is the absolute... It's not easy because if no you're, you have that narcissistic dad yeah. that abandoned you yeah. and wasn't really there for you and you keep drawing to those men that do the same thing, right. the man that is comfort, comforting and kind and caring to you feels uncomfortable. What's but, wrong with him? But really, that's where you're going to grow that's and right. find something great right. and something healthy. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, good Heavy stuff. Heavy duty work. And I love the way this woman put it. Yeah. So, thank you, Annie. And, you know, if you're interested, you could look at the Creative Healing Course, which has yes. a lot of this stuff. We get right. into the unconscious. With We have several videos on it. Mm -hmm. We have the art therapy activities, which are really getting you to explore your unconscious and answer questions about it. It's all kinds of good stuff. Oh, all sorts of good stuff in that. Yeah. That really gets you to look at that and change. It's not easy to do. And in the big scheme of things, it doesn't seem fair. None of this is our fault. And yet we have to put in an enormous amount of effort to manage it and overcome it. But that's just how it is. It's just the way it is. And yep. the truth will set you free. Yep. Yeah. Good stuff. Let us know what right. you thought about this one. Leave comments and let us know if you liked it or want us to cover a similar topic in the future. And of course... When you want to get our help personally, just go to my website, askcraig.net. Sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching and I do Skype. Margaret is available for Skype coaching. If you think I can be helpful, please sign up. Just click on Margaret on the top of the website to do that. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk with you soon.
To get my help personally, go to AskCraig.net and click on Schedule Coaching and choose the option that works best for you. I do email coaching or Skype. To schedule a coaching with Margaret, click on Margaret on the top of the page and order a Skype with her. For the Knowledge Creative Healing course, click on the link at the top of the page and click Get Started Now.